Welcome to Two Minutes in Trade, where we interpret the latest trade news to help you understand the impact on your business. For a comprehensive background on the issues discussed today, please visit strtrade.com. Today is Monday, October the 2nd, 2023. I'm Nicole Bivens Collinson, Managing Principal and Operating Committee Member at Sandler, Travis, and Rosenberg. Luckily, today I am not talking about a government shutdown. However, I do want to talk about Newton's third law of motion. That is, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. And we have the perfect example of that with respect to the impact of withdrawing China's Permanent Normal Tariff Relations, or PNTR, status. First, the action. A number of politicians have been arguing for China's removal of PNTR. It had been authorized by Congress 23 years ago as part of China's process to join the WTO. Imports from China had actually received NTR status since 1980, although they were subject to annual renewal. Before 1980, any imports from China would have been subject to Column 2 duties, which are based on the Smoot-Hawley protectionist tariffs of the 1930s, and those tariffs are being discussed again today. Dueling studies have been released estimating the potential impact of removing PNTR and moving them to Column 2 duties. For many years, only North Korea and Cuba were subject to Column 2 duties, but following the invasion of Ukraine, Russia and Belarus were added as well. So let's look at the arguments favoring adding China to Column 2 duty rates. The Coalition for a Prosperous America assumes that revoking PNTR would mean increasing the average tariff rate for imports from China from 3.5% to a trade-weighted average of 40%. The coalition claimed that this increase in tariffs would create 2 million U.S. jobs, increase real household incomes by 3,647, and boost the size of U.S. economy by 1.75%. So how'd they reach these numbers? Well, they argue that economic models used to forecast the impact of international trade agreements have a built-in bias to favor free trade. In their working paper, they made two important modifications to the most widely used trade model, which is the Global Trade and Analysis Project, or GTAP model. Their two changes were that they introduced productivity elasticities, assuming that domestic producers would increase output, and factor elasticities, assuming that those firms would increase their capital investment employment, which they specifically refer to as further amplifying the positive effect of the tariffs. They acknowledged that they made these changes to allow trade restrictions in the form of tariffs to increase domestic output. They did estimate that increasing these tariffs on products from China would result in total consumer price increases of only just over 1.7% over the next six years. The Coalition for a Prosperous America describes itself as the only national non-profit organization representing exclusively domestic producers across many sectors and industries of the U.S. economy. Now, I don't have a Ph.D. in economics, but I don't think that too many Ph.D. economists have signed on to the changes that they made to the GTAP model. So I have a tough time accepting their forecast at face value. Tomorrow, we'll look at the equal and opposite reaction. With professionals in nine offices, Sandler, Travis & Rosenberg is the largest international trade, customs, and export law firm in the world. This is for informational purposes only and is not legal advice. The hiring of an attorney is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements. Ask us to send you free written information about our qualifications and experience. Email us at messages at strtrade.com.